Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within? Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well... You're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, The Rhonda Grant Show, on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. you got to check it out. Check out all the action at RhondaGrantAuthor.com. That's RhondaGrantAuthor.com. Com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's A L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle, Alcoholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Alcoholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has he been inspired by a calling, crafted his journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Clinton Young, who is an international keynote speaker, co-founder of Club Freedom, and certified PPR pickleball coach. Clinton is a globally renowned courage speaker and mentor, specializing in helping growth seekers overcome failure, fear, and doubt. His work enables the courage and confidence to unlock your God-given potential. 
An experience of failure in 2008 shattered his confidence but awakened his soul. It set him on a spiritual path that led him to his purpose of reigniting the human spirit. As an international keynote speaker, Clinton has been recognized by Arianna Huffington's Thrive Global as a top 12 speaker to inspire you. He has recently spoken to over 50,000 people across North America and Europe. In 2019, Clinton discovered pickleball, the fastest growing sport in America. He quickly developed a passion for it, started entering tournaments, and became a certified pickleball coach. With a mission to uplift humanity, Clinton is now traveling the U.S. in his RV, leading pickleball events to raise money for charity and inspire physical, mental, and emotional fitness. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Clinton. Thank you so much for having me, Rhonda. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. Yes. So tell the audience, what happened in 2008 that set you on your spiritual path? Wow. 2008. (laughs) All of your listeners can think back wherever they're listening from all around the world. There was this little thing called the financial collapse. And I'm here in the US. I'm in San Diego, California. And I know in the US anyways, it was very, very devastating. And for me, at that time in my life, Rhonda, I had been an entrepreneur for uh, a few years, having a decent amount of success, actually. And then all of a sudden, 2008 happens, and I lose within months. I lose my business. I lose my property. I lose my credit. And I am devastated. Mm -hmm. My confidence is shattered. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I find myself at a seminar. Picture this. I'm, I'm at a seminar. I'm up at the microphone, about 200 people in the room. I'm certainly not leading the seminar as I do these days. I am definitely a guest and I am lost. I am confused. I am scared. And I'm standing there at the microphone and the seminar leader looks right at me in front of 200 people. And he says, Clinton, you're dead inside. And oh. it was like a stake to the heart right? Mm -hmm. I was so lost in my life at that time. And at that moment, I realized that I really needed to reignite my human spirit. And what what I thought back to, Rhonda, was two years prior to that, I had bought some properties and I had put myself in a situation where I thought I was going to do really well. And I had that realization in that moment that oh my goodness, I know why I am so shattered right now. My confidence is gone. I know why. And what I thought it was at the time was that I thought my intuition failed me. You see, I've always, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've probably spoken about intuition on this, this podcast before the show. My intuition is something, and for the listeners out there, just so we're all on the same page, a very rudimentary way to explain this is not coming from a logical reasoning, but more of a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. That's my intuition. I'll have this idea. I'll have this feeling, this urge. And I had always gone through my life following my intuition, right? I would have an intuition to go and visit a friend that I knew was in Asia, all of a sudden that I do it and it makes no sense in the moment, but then I, it leads me to this massive passion for culture. And I come back to Boston, Massachusetts, and I end up going to graduate school, right? It's just an example of mm-hmm. following my intuition in my life and things always seem to work out. It wasn't always what I thought it was going to be, but usually even better. 
So I'd always been someone that followed my intuition. And I thought, how could my intuition fail me? And, and I, felt, I felt like that is why I was so lost in my life at that time. Well, fast forward, Rhonda, about a month later, I am taking a hike in nature. This is one of the things that I like to do. I, I call them black sheep habits, where these are some of the habits that not everyone's willing to do, like contemplation, meditation, visualization, journaling, right? Some of the, the greatest things, uh, practices, and habits that some of the most successful people on the planet do. Not everybody's willing to do those things, especially meditating in public, for example, or doing things like that. So I'm doing one of my black sheep habits mm-hmm. and it's called contemplation where I just take a solo walk in nature and I try to almost like meditation where as a thought comes in, I just try to release it. And I just try to be in the moment and be present with everything that's going on around me. That's what I do sometimes in nature. And I find that it really settles my mind. And I'm doing this in nature. I'm taking a walk about two months after the seminar. And it hits me like a Harry Potter bolt of lightning right between the eyes, right? It's like so clear. I I was like, oh my goodness. It wasn't my intuition that failed me. I started to remember all the little nudges that I received from the universe or God or whatever you call it or your mind. In that moment, I remembered thinking, this is not the right real estate deal. These are not the right people to do these deals with. This is not the right time. I'm not doing enough research, right? I haven't done enough of the legwork. I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. It all flooded into my brain, like Mm -hmm. Niagara Falls flowing over me. And I realized in that moment, Rhonda, that it was not my intuition that failed me. It was me that failed my intuition. And that- is why I was so shattered because that was my whole construct of the world. How the world worked was you get a nudge from your intuition and I follow it and life seemed to work out. Well, at that moment, I realized, oh my goodness, I broke that trust with my intuition and I actually failed my intuition. So that really set me on this massive path of self-realization. And I would, I would like to say actually a spiritual path, if you will, of mm-hmm. awakening to what was truly possible in my life. And I realized in that moment that not only did I have to reignite my human spirit, but it set me on a path that would ultimately lead me to my purpose being revealed to me, which is to reignite the human spirit not just my human spirit, but the human spirit, because I know there's countless people out there, especially in today's day and age with what's going on out there in the world that are dealing with failure or fear or doubt from whatever has happened to them in their life. And my mission, my vision is, and my purpose is to help inspire those people. Mm-hmm. Well, you're inspiring me. And you've only been talking here for a few minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is wonderful. And so, and then where did your journey head from there? I love the, the walking in the woods, the contemplation, med- meditation, and then subsequently revelation. And you had quite a revelation yeah. when you were walking in the woods. But where did you go from there? I mean, what did you work? What were you working at? That's a great question. So, in my life, 
about 20 years ago, I got introduced to personal development, right? Very, very different and distinct from academic development, right? I have mm-hmm. my bachelor's degree. I have my master's degree in organizational psychology. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot in the academic space and I believe there's a definite value, obviously, in education, traditional education. Whether you're getting it from an institution or whether you're getting it from YouTube, there's a lot of ways to grow academically, if you will. But I feel like that is adding things. If you visualize a garden right now, you think of adding things to your garden, like you add all these beautiful plants and trees, and and that's kind of like the equivalent of academic education. But what happens to a garden when you don't actually uh, take care of it, all of a sudden, weeds start to grow up around these beautiful uh, trees and these beautiful flowers and plants, et cetera. And I feel like the form of education that I've really gravitated more towards, especially in the last 15, 20 years, is really personal growth and personal development. I know you talk a lot about self-development here on this call, on this podcast, and I feel like that's the equivalent of weeding your garden. Right, mm-hmm. of weeding out all of the things that are in our, our subconscious, in our past, in our, in our brains, right, that are stopping us, those limiting beliefs that are stopping us from becoming who we truly want to become. Mm-hmm. And so, where did I go from there was your question. I'll come back to that now. Mm-hmm. After, and, and really, you know, in that path of personal growth and development, I remembered something from one of my mentors at the time. And he said, when you're dealing with any challenges or struggle, go within. Don't go, don't look outward for the answer, go within. So what did I do? I actually discovered more about myself. I found out more about my personality. I took this amazing personality profile called the flow profile that really helped me discover what puts me in my unique state of flow, if you will, that path, that kind of quote unquote path of least resistance where things aren't necessarily easy, but there is a sense of ease because you're going in a direction of flow, if you will. Mm-hmm. Perfectly and so, put. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I continued to look for, um, I didn't have the answer for what's next in my business at the time. I didn't have an answer for, do I go get a job? Do I start another business? I didn't have that answer, but what I did have the answer to was, what makes me feel good? What puts me in a state of joy? What can I do that puts me in this sort of state of flow where I'm actually, when I'm in the flow, time flies by. That is where I actually add the most value. And you know, you're in the flow when it actually gives you life. It gives you energy when you're doing that thing. I don't, it could be a hobby. It could be a job or a task. It could be anything. If it gives you a, a feeling of ease and effortlessness and a feeling of flow, it actually gives you life. It gives you energy, right? If you're doing something that, that is not in your flow, you know real easily because it just it takes energy, right? You can't do it all day. And you, you're very conscious of what you're doing. Whereas when you're in the flow, a lot of times you just get lost in the flow. So what did I do? I'm going to give you a practical, pragmatic thing that any of your listeners out there, if they're in a place of feeling stuck, if you will, right? I talk to a lot of people as a keynote speaker and as a coach, and they come up to me and say, you know, I feel stuck. Well, one of the things that I, I like to share with them is go find things that put you in a state of flow and go do them. So what did I do in that moment? I literally, I'll give you one example. I volunteered at my spiritual center at the time to be the greeter 
because I knew when I was out on my feet, right out there responding to people in the moment, being in the moment. I wasn't behind a computer. I wasn't writing. I wasn't doing anything else, but being out with people. I knew when I did that, it actually put me in a state of joy. I was really, really good at it. I am really good at it. It's in my flow to do that thing. Now, was there a business opportunity waiting at the end of that volunteer? No. Experience? No, there wasn't. That's not what I'm saying. Putting yourself out there in doing things that put you in flow, they don't automatically lead you to a solution to your problem or Mm -hmm. bringing you out of your fear or your doubt or your failure. But what it does is it raises your vibration, right? And And it puts you in a unique state of flow again. I know I've used that word several times. Yes. And ultimately what that, what I found that to do is that really allows my subconscious mind, my unconscious mind to start to see opportunities all around me. I'm in a Mm -hmm. better mood. I start to attract more opportunities to me and really attract. They're already there. I just don't see them when I'm in a lower vibration. When I start to raise my vibration, I see the opportunities. I start to see them all around me when really they were there all the time. Now, I know we're we're getting a little bit, we could go deep on that. Mm -hmm. I I love this. This is fantastic. (laughs) I I have a, uh, like I said, I've got so much to say. I've got so much to say, but anyway, but you're the guest. So please. Yeah. I I just say one more thing. I, I have a, like I said, I have a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in organizational psychology. And I stayed at a holiday and express last night. I'm just kidding. I did not, but and I've been studying, I've been studying neuroscience and, and kind of geeking out on, on the human condition and personality and motivation. And that's, uh, that's why I love being an inspirational speaker. So I'm not the foremost expert in the world on psychology, but I know more than probably the average person out there. So I tend to infuse that into my podcast interviews and hopefully that's of value to your, your listeners. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. I love it. You know, um, I want to go back to when you talked about uh, you went within. And, yeah. and I remember people saying that to me because I was searching, searching, searching. And, and I, I said, go within where? Where do you go? Where do you look? And Earl Nightingale talks about that too. Wake up early in the morning and get a nice piping uh, hot cup of coffee and, um, and dig deep into yourself. And I was just flabbergasted. I had no idea until I started an awakening. And the more awake I became, the more inside I went. And when I went inside, I started to feel my body and feel the bright vibration that you're talking about. And if you practice this, you can actually feel the cell cells in your body vibrating. And it's fantastic. And because you can, when you feel your cells vibrating in your body, if you have a sore throat, or whatever it might ail you, you can send those cells to uh, heal you. It's, it's just a fantastic teaching. And I'm really glad that you brought that up about going within because that was my experience with it. And then the raising of the vibrational frequency. And people sometimes don't realize that lower vibration, people who have lower vibration are the people who feel heavy. And you just, you just feel, oh, they're, you know, it's a heavy feeling that you can feel from those people. Mm. who have lower vibrational uh, frequency and higher vibrational frequency people, they attract more of that. And you say about 
um, recognizing opportunities, you can't help but see you see the world completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's it's kind of like having glasses on that are colored, right? And yeah. this is where this is where I talk a lot about limiting beliefs in my my speech is called reigniting the human spirit. I've been very lucky to deliver that all around the world uh, many it. many times, and I talk sometimes with some of my guests about you know limiting beliefs and and really what that looks like is having colored glasses on, right? You could literally be standing right next to somebody else and, and you see the same exact thing happen. And one person can say, wow, what a tragedy. And the other person can say, wow, what an opportunity. And it's yeah. the same exact experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same exact experience outwardly, but it's a different experience inwardly because we've all had different things happen in our lives. And ultimately we have different colored glasses on. And our limiting beliefs really dictate what color our lenses are, if you will. And it dictates what we actually see out there in the world. We could see the same exact thing as the person right next to us, but interpret it an entirely different way because we have different color glasses. So getting really clear, some of these black sheep habit practices, what they allow us to do in some respects is to get really present. And get really present to what's so and get really clear about what is going on with us and what are those limiting beliefs that we have that are perhaps stopping us or limiting us from really unlocking our full potential. And, and, and with that comes fear, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to overcome fear because a lot of people don't feel that they have the ability to rise above that. Do you have any advice for somebody who might want to be doing something right now, but they're afraid they have anxiety around it? Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to say one flippant quote, and then we'll dig into a little bit more. And that quote is to fear is the only thing. And I want everyone to really hear this and maybe even write this down. Fear is the only thing that gets smaller as you run towards it. Ah, Fear is the only thing that gets actually smaller when you run towards it. So I say run towards your fears, discover, get really cur- more than curious, get like obsessively curious about what is stopping you from t- truly achieving what it is that you want in your life and find ways to run towards that. Now, s- the flipping part of that is, well, some people might be, might be like, well, I'm too scared to run towards it right? Even knowing that when I run towards it, it will actually get smaller. So Mm -hmm. what can we do? Some of the things that we can do, one of the biggest things that we can do is to surround ourselves with other people that are on the same path as us, right? This is, this is like no duh stuff, right? This is not, I'm not giving you a rocket science here, but hopefully I'm reminding you of something in a way with the right story, the right emotion, the right way that I tell this to unlock. It's almost like that, that last digit in a, in a, in a padlock, if you will, in a, mm-hmm. in a little hand padlock, right? A lot of things that I share, and, and I would argue to say most things that most people share out there are not brand new things. We're saying things that have been around for thousands of years, but hopefully I'm saying things in a way that are principle-based that I know work that act like that. Oh, I've heard that before. If you ever hear yourself saying that, slap your wrist, right? Because that's the <laughs> cardinal sin of, of learning. But hopefully what I, what I say in the way I say it is like that last little number in the padlock that just unlocks it for you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I get it now, right? I get it. So 
I know I just went off on a tangent there. It's a beautiful visual that you've just given. Yeah, a good. That's I'm glad. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because sometimes people, when they hear principles, they one of the biggest mistakes people can can make is they dismiss the simplicity in principles. And that's I teach principles because principles I believe are what work, right? Yes. That's what I've found in my life to work. But the 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 hazard is that some people dismiss them because of their simplicity, right? But the beautiful thing is, there's this great quote by uh, some say Lao Tzu quoted it. Some mm-hmm. say Stephen Covey said it, and that is that to know and not to do is not to know. Oh, yes. So to know and not to actually do on a regular basis means you really don't know. So if you ever catch yourself saying on a podcast or in a, in a speech or a seminar, oh, I know this, I'm just going to check out and check my phone, get a little rubber band on your wrist and smack your wrist, right? Because <laughs> you don't actually know it if you're not actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, like, like, like I said, you never know when the person that is telling you that thing that you quote unquote already know is going to be that last number in the padlock to unlock that, 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 that gift for you that has you actually do it in your life. Cause that's when you truly know it mm-hmm. when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated uh, with digital audio health by Symatrax. And I'm speaking with Clinton Young uh, today, and he is just filling us with all sorts of uh, inspiration. He is me, and I'm sure that our listeners are feeling it as well. How many people reach you or follow you with what you're doing right now? Thanks for asking that, Rhonda. There's a few different ways. Uh, People can obviously follow me on social media and yeah. uh, I'm sure we may or may not talk about kind of what's cooking in my life today. Wherever you like to bring the show is okay with me. Uh, they can definitely follow me on social media and I'll give those handles right now. And they can also follow me on my website at clintonyoung.com. Uh, a lot of people book me to speak through the clintonyoung.com site. Uh, if you feel like I could add value to your group or your podcast, uh, but I would love people to just follow me on social media uh, at Clinton Speaks on Facebook and Instagram. That is at Clinton Speaks. And then also you can follow my wife and I as we journey across the United States in our 36-foot RV mm-hmm. on our Club Freedom RV and Pickleball Tour. You can follow us at Club Freedom Live on Instagram and Facebook as well. That's Club Freedom Live. Thank you for asking that, Rhonda. Oh, you're welcome. And so um, you're uh, making a complete change in your life. And uh, would you like to talk? I'd like you to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we were on video right now, you would see on my podcast microphone, the word courage. Okay. And I feel like at the heart of who I am, which Interestingly enough, the root of courage is cour for French for heart. Interestingly, oh. I just realized that. Okay. Uh, at the heart of of who I am is is having the courage to really step into fear, and again run towards that fear because you know that it's going to get smaller as you run towards it. And so, I have over the last seven years or so really had probably two or three experiences in my life. And I've had more previously in my life where you get that intuition 
And specifically in, let's just say in your career, or let's say you're in a really good situation in a job or your business, and you're making the kind of money you want to make, you're making the level of impact that you want to make, but you know intuitively that there's something bigger for you. There's something greater for you. You are meant for something else. Perhaps you're being called to do something greater in your life, but you don't do it because you're really, really comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people out there in that situation where they maybe have golden handcuffs or, or maybe they're not in a great situation. Uh, they're not making a ton of money, but they're in a position where at least their needs are met and they're comfortable and they're scared to do anything else, even though they have that intuitive calling to do something else. Well, my whole, I believe, reason for living and being on this planet is to inspire not only other people, but myself first and foremost, yes. to be the example, right? But to then inspire other people to reignite their human spirit if they feel like their human spirit has gone out, like mine was, that proverbial pilot light under the stove was almost out for me. I want to reignite the human spirit for those people. And for those people who are in a place where maybe their their spirit's doing all right, but they're, they're scared because they don't know how to move forward. Well, my vision and my goal is to really inspire them to, to take action, to have the courage to step into what's next for them. And so what I'm doing right now in my life is just that. I'm doing that again. I literally just did it two years ago uh, when I went out full-time as a professional speaker, about three years ago, actually now. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing it again because I, I speak all around the world, as I mentioned, and I also coach entrepreneurs on how to be powerful speakers, how to get their message, how to get that calling. Those people that have that calling to get their message out of them, but they don't know how to do it. That's one of the, that's, that's my business. But right now, as you mentioned in my intro, I discovered this quirky little sport called pickleball, which happens to be the fastest growing sport in the United States. And I believe it's one of the fastest growing sports on the planet, if not the fastest growing. Some of you are probably like, pickle what? Right? Pickleball. Yeah. It's kind of like tennis and ping pong had a baby and it's a really cool baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a played on about a quarter of the size of a tennis court with harder paddles and uh, a, almost like a wiffle ball. And you play mostly two on two. You can play one on one as well. The bottom line is I, find, I found this sport in August of 2015, Rhonda, in a time in my life where things were going really well for my business. Uh, you wouldn't really probably make a change in your business if you were having the trajectory that I was having and making the impact and the income that I was having. But what, what happened, this was actually during the beginning of COVID, a few months in, I was sitting in a dentist chair and I had been looking for something to do with my wife, something where we could have fun and get exercise, but not have it feel like exercise, right? Mm -hmm. I don't really love to go out and run or to get up early and go to the gym. I, I don't really love doing it. I know some people like that, but even those who do it are probably probably using a lot of willpower to do it at, at times. I wanted to find something that could be exercise for me, that could create fitness in my life, but it's fun that I actually am motivated to do it. And it doesn't even feel like exercise. So picture this, I'm sitting in the dentist chair and I hear the beautiful 
little poppy sound of a pickleball coming off a paddle, pop, 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 back and forth. And after my appointment, I look around the dentist's office outside and I find some people playing pickleball. I had no idea what it was at the time. And there's literally people that are eight years old, all the way up to 80 years old. Some people are in great shape and some people are overweight and limping and they're still playing pickleball and they're all playing together. And whether they're winning or they're losing, they have a big fat smile on their face. Mm-hmm. And I knew as soon as I see this, these, this scene, I knew this is the thing for us. So I go home that day and I say, honey, we're going to go play pickleball. And she's like, pickle what? Probably like many of you today. And, you know, I, I convinced her to go play pickleball that weekend. We got a lesson and that was really the beginning of something very special. Mm-hmm. We have found, and you will also, if you do any research on this, you'll find that it's a very unique sport and there's a lot of psychology and strategy involved. And one of the things I love about it, if you've heard anything I've said so far, you know that I am about instilling courage to overcome failure, fear, and doubt, and to enable the courage and confidence to really live your dream life now and to live your best life. And so the, one of the things I love about pickleball, besides the fact that it's super fun, is that it actually boosts your confidence. Yes. It boosts your confidence because when you are able to play something that is very, very easy to learn how to play, it's very fast paced. If there's strategy involved, it's very, very community driven. There's a, it's not like tennis where you're off on an island far away from each other and it's a slow game. It's a very, very, very fast paced game. The points are fast and your teammate is right next to you. The other people are only 14 feet across the, the, the way from you. It's a very community, like fun sport where there's a lot of engagement and interaction. So it's actually been proven that playing pickleball improves mental performance and it stimulates certain things in your brain, in your, your hippocampus that actually gets you super present. And it it, it gives you confidence because it's easy to get good at. Anytime you get good at anything, it sends endorphins to your brain and it makes you feel good. And I'll say one last thing about that. Um, Many of you may have heard of a lecturer. She's quite famous now. Her name is um, oh, she, she talks about vulnerability and Brene Brown. That's her name. Brene, Brene Brown. Brown. Yeah. You've probably heard of her. Mm-hmm. Well, she is actually a co-owner of, uh, the, one of the very first, uh, p- professional pickleball teams. There's actually a major league pickleball. I talked about this on my uh, podcast, uh, uh, the other day. And she says she loves pickleball. She's one of the owners. And she says that pickleball being on the court is one of the only places in her life where she's actually in the now, like truly in the now, like mm-hmm. right now present. So I see anything that puts you in the present moment, kind of like contemplation as you take a walk through nature by yourself or meditation or visualization, anytime you're able to do that or playing pickleball, it gives you peace. Anytime you're able to do that and put yourself in the present moment, um, that is a very, very good thing in my book, right? So when pickleball can do that for you, 
Um, it's like a tool. I believe it's like a spiritual practice personally. Yeah. It's a sport. Yeah. It's fun. But when it puts you in the present moment, that in my book is a spiritual practice and Hey, being more present is what I think the whole world needs. So I am now traveling across the U S I'm still speaking. Don't get me wrong. I'm still coaching people on speaking, but it's not my primary focus. My primary focus is uplifting humanity through play. Right, uplifting the emotional, mental, and physical well-being of our youth through play, and specifically through playing pickleball. So we're traveling around the U.S. Uh, we've done our first uh, pickleball intro to pickleball charity event, where we raised uh, over a thousand dollars for a charity here in San Diego. We actually got on the news, which was fun. Wonderful. So we're planning to do more of these across the United States. And to really just uplift humanity any way that we can, and specifically by having fun through playing mm-hmm. pickleball. Wonderful. And so at this point, I always ask my guests, what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? Have you found that through pickleball? Uh, yes, I have found many, many extraordinary discoveries. I don't know how much time you have for an extraordinary discovery, but, but one of the things that I have found is a simple formula okay. that... I'd love to share with your audience right now. And that is a formula that I believe can absolutely transform your life, like quantum leap your life into the now and into a place where you feel fulfilled. You feel like you're following your purpose, you're on purpose. Uh, And that is this, it starts with inspiration, right? We have to find ways to be inspired. We have to find things that give us life. In fact, there's this amazing quote uh, that says, I've kind of changed this quote over time. The way that I say this is is this. A lot of people come up to me at the end of my speech and they say, well, I want to make a bigger difference in the world. What do I do to make a bigger difference? How do I make a bigger impact? And I say a few things. I say, if you're looking for your purpose, stop. It'll be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. Oh, beautiful. Right? If you're looking for your purpose, stop. It'll be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. And what you love, some of those things are flow, right? Find mm-hmm. out more about yourself, find out what puts you in flow and go do those things. Kind of like I said earlier. Well, the quote kind of goes on to say that, you know, if you're looking for a way to make an impact, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't look for how you can change the world, how you can make a difference in the world. Instead, find out what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world actually needs is more people who have come alive. Exactly. The world needs more people who have come alive. So find out, coming back to the formula, what inspires you, what lights you up, right? And go do that. So inspiration Mm -hmm. is part of the formula. If you're writing these down, I know a lot of people listening to podcasts don't necessarily take notes, but sometimes I rewind and write down things that are important. Mm -hmm. So inspiration plus you have to have belief. You have to have belief that it's possible. And that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with other people that are on the same path that are five, 10, 15, 20 steps, 2000 steps ahead of us on the same journey because we can learn from them. And when we go and share our passion with them, they're not going to be the ones that sometimes in your life say, well, how are you going to do that? 
right? <laughs> right? Yeah. They're going to be the ones that say, awesome. Let's talk about how we can do that. I have got a great contact for you. Let's, you know, they're excited about it. So find people on the same path because that will up-level your belief, right? So inspiration plus belief and faith and faith. Okay. That's part of the formula. We must also have faith. Now I don't mean religious faith. I don't even necessarily mean spiritual faith, although that'll definitely help you. What I mean is that sort of childlike confidence that anything's possible, that we all believe as we're little kids, right? Anything is possible. There's almost, there's no even representation of doubt in our mind that it's possible. And once you have that level of faith, it's already done. It just hasn't manifested yet. It just hasn't come to fruition yet, but you've got to have that level of faith that it's already done. So it's inspiration plus belief in faith plus action. We have to go out and move our feet, move our mouth, share our passion with people, share what it is that we're inspired by, right? Because as we do that, as we do that, and we have the belief that it's possible, and we have the faith that it's already done, this beautiful magic starts to happen in our lives. And absolute magic and miracles start to get created in your life where people are introduced to you as you share that passion and you're so excited and you have belief and you have faith and you're out taking action, talking about it and sharing it. There's another great quote by W. Clement Stone. He says, share what it is, tell enough people what it is that you want and someone will show up to help you achieve it. Wonderful. So that is what I would love to leave people with is inspiration plus faith and belief plus action Mm -hmm. equals absolute magic and miracles in your life. Absolute magic and miracles. And that formula right there is what I'm trusting and what I'm doing right now in my life to transition into this next iteration of my purpose on this planet. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I challenge and encourage and invite everyone out there to do as well. Thank you very much. I mean, you are the walking, talking, breathing entity of what you're teaching. And you've just breathed a lot of inspiration into myself, and I'm sure my our listeners as well. And so I thank you very much for being on my podcast, Clinton. Uh, it's been wonderful hearing all of your instructions. It's just fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. Uh, and I would just love to say everybody out there, think big, say yes and take action. Take action. That's the biggest thing. Take action. Uh, Thanks so much, Clinton. You're welcome. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend, John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com.